the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome back. It's hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show on this Friday. Glad to have y'all with me. Always glad to have my new buddy, the yummy, sweet, little spicy, hot, good for you, full of nutrients. Lots of lots of good healthy vitamins in store. You know, uh, it d- does a body good when you get your veggies. And this one in particular, it's DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Like a dungeon dragon. High heat. It's Sesame Broccolini. You know, I just don't think Biden is going to be the nominee. I don't know. What do you what do you think? Do you think they're actually going to run with him in the next election? I can't if they if they decide to not pause it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If they go through with it. (laughs) Look, the only reason why Biden hasn't gone yet is because the circles are wagging on the wagons are circling. Can you all tell I'm I'm still a little punchy from my dentist visit. Um, the circuit, the wagons are circling. Comer says he's he's ready to bring some subpoenas in. So there's a couple things at play here. I think the plan was, and I said this two years ago, Biden was going to step away. I don't think he ever really wanted to be president. I think that this was he knew that eventually stuff was going to come out against Hunter. And this was a way for him to get a deal for Hunter, manage that situation, uh, step away, allow Kamala to become the first woman president, and it's just been a disaster. I think he's digging his heels in now because of the investigations. I think that he is trying to make sh- to ensure um, that he gets to control it and manage it. And as long as he's sitting in that Oval Office, uh, technically president, even though he's not pulling all the strings, he's got some power over what happens. Uh, to his son and his, as well as him and his family. So I think he's going to dig his heels in till the very end. And I think that somebody, Tim Young tweeted out something today um, that I thought was, well, before we get into that, let's, let's stick with Biden because um, who was it? Was it Rahm Emanuel Emanuel who said, let no crisis go to waste? Mm -hmm. Yep. So here we've got terrorists coming across. uh, Was it, was that him? Was I right? Yeah. Yeah. That was right. Mm -hmm. So here we've got terrorists running all over the country. We've got Hezbollah. I think I might've even pulled a clip of, was it Iran or somebody today saying um, uh, they're going to hold the U S accountable that the U S is, is really the ones um, behind the Israel. Oh yeah, that's what it is. It's the Hezbollah leader. Um, if you can play that clips, uh, Sesame Broccolini. 
America is fully responsible for the war prevailing in Gaza against its people. Israel is merely the executive arm. America is preventing a ceasefire in Gaza. It is the great Satan. It is uh, guilty party number one. It is the United States directing the war in Gaza. It must pay the price. Wow. The reason why Hezbollah is saying that is he's just revealing what the, what the play has been all along, what their thoughts, what the agenda has been all along. And whether it's Hezbollah, whether it's Hamas, whether it's the Islamic Jihad, whether it's ISIS, Al-Qaeda, doesn't Boko Haram, the names of, of the groups don't matter because it's all, all of these groups are coming straight out of what? The Quran. That's what it's about. So while this is going on, while there's never been since the Holocaust a more dangerous time to be Jew, a Jew, and there's probably never been in any time in our history a more dangerous time to be an American. What is Joe Biden doing? Oh, he's going up to Maine. Maine, you say? What happened in Maine? Well, about a week ago, there was a mass shooting in Maine. And as terrible as that is, it's not the greatest threat facing this country right now. What happened in Maine is not is is terrible for Maine and for the people in Maine, but it's really not an American story. It's really not. It's 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 a local community that had a horrific thing happen within it. But if you want to make it a national story, then you have to think about the military ignoring things and the FBI knowing and, 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 and not dealing with that. But in general, it's not a national story. Nevertheless, Joe Biden decided to go there and bring some attention to it and only embarrass himself in the meantime. Gee, which Biden clip should we play from him going there? Um, let's talk about him talking about people's souls. <laughs> Sesame. And also the members from the, the nurses and docs in the hospital who took care of these folks. I don't know how, how they do it. We're also meeting with survivors and families of the victims who have, will never quite be the same. No pain's the same, but we know what it's like to lose a piece of our soul and the depths of the loss is so profound. Some of us have been there. What's he talking about? What's he talking about, Willis? <laughs> what you talking about, losing, Willis? Losing their soul? Something about soul food? Soul music? I, I don't know. You're supposed to be my translator. I'm the one hyped up on, on pain meds right now. Well, I think I'm even more confused than you are because I, I just don't understand how any of, any of that had anything to do with <laughs> what happened, which <laughs> was terrible. Um, and honestly, I just don't even know why they send Biden to go do these things anymore. I just feel it makes me feel so bad. It just makes me feel embarrassed. That's the commander in chief. Uh, I mean, yeah, just just lame duck president. Put him silo him somewhere safe. I mean, I, there's got to be a better representative, right? They, they can't find someone who's more well-spoken and more put together well, than uh well, we've got all this ai i'm no expert in ai but you know we've supposedly got a new beatles song out using the dead beatles who which ones are dead and which ones are alive i don't even have any idea i think ringo's still alive john oh, was the he? first to go and then george and then paul rip unfortunately um i think ringo's the only one who's still around which is oh i thought there was two still left they've got a oh new, maybe no paul maybe paul's yeah yeah paul's we still have paul is Oh, okay. So if if AI can come out with a new tune with all the Beatles in it, 
then then maybe we can, why don't they just do an AI version of Biden to, <laughs> that can actually do a c- complete a sentence without looking like a fool and without insulting the victims. Because I think what he's talking about there, some of us know what it's like to lose a piece of our soul. I think he's doing what he always does when talking to people who have suffered a tragedy. He talks about himself. Yep. I'm just surprised he didn't bring up his son, Bo, at that time. Right. He probably he's wanted to, so, you know. Yeah, oh, I think. Yeah. But they told him you can't, Clearly. sir. You can't. You can't keep doing that. You can't. You, it's enough. Yeah. It's enough. Um, which yeah. is, but it's the, it's like the same thing we saw in Hawaii, in Hawaii, right? He waits thirteen days to go out there, two vacations. Oh yeah. As things are burning <laughs> to the ground, and then he comes out and talks about a Corvette or a kitchen fire. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I forgot about. The Meanwhile, you got FEMA the- officials staying in luxury hotels at like the Hilton Maui. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And nobody's talking about Maui anymore right oh yeah they, spent, they buried he that spent, story like, no time over there he probably spent more time in lewiston maine today than he did in maui he you know that was that was a he barely got out the plane over in maui right but of course he had to make it be about himself and the time they had to get out the the you know the box of what is it when you put out a little house fire you you dump some you know baking soda on it <laughs> uh, yeah and then he went talking about angels today and nurses I think we got a clip of that. It, it, it gets even worse than the losing the pieces of soul part. Continue. You know, as we gather here today, we know your hearts are broken. Because, uh, but we also know your spirits are strong. The way this community has come together, the way this state has come together, has been a marvel to the rest of the country. So God bless those we lost, those who have been wounded, May God bless the first responders as well as the nurses. I told the nurses, docs, if there's any angels in heaven, male and female nurses are the ones that are in heaven. Docs let you live. Nurses want to make you want to live. For a guy who spent a lot of time in ICU. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Now I'd like Did he just talk about himself again for a guy who spent a lot of time in the ICU? Is that what he just said? Mm, something like that, but he also says something about Marvel, and I don't know if he meant Marvel yeah. movies or what. I, I don't, I, he's got a Marvel. He's got some Marvels in his mouth. I can say that much. <laughs> <laughs> and what? When has the America? Look, my heart aches for anybody. I mean, there, there's, uh, there's a story of a man I think who died trying to shield himself or his child or somebody else's child in the bowling alley. I mean, I can't even imagine you're out for a Friday night with your family bowling, good family fun, and somebody comes in with an AK, right? I mean, yep. I, you know, I, I can't even imagine. Um, but the pandering, the exploitation of this event by saying crap like uh, the country has marveled at them. We haven't marveled. Quite frankly, nobody's even really talked about this story since. And there's been some updated information about this cat's background and what people knew and the military and how the military had said he shouldn't have access to weapons. But nobody's because there's just there's too many other threats. Uh, Quite frankly, the left has tried to continue to talk about that shooting so they could try to act as though uh, crazy, you know, Second Amendment advocates are the greatest threat that we face. Um, when we've got, you know, Hezbollah, you know, you know, touting Iran's mantra of, you know, the U.S. is great Satan. Israel needs to be wiped off the map. And so do we. We have a terrorist that Hezbollah leader has just said, basically declared war on the United States of America. And this guy's up in Maine. What? Let that sink in for a second. 
what did, what what would Trump or or Ronald Reagan or somebody be doing if this Hezbollah leader had said this when they when they were in office? Huh? Well, I can tell you this much. <laughs> Uh, the great communicator would not even be in this situation to begin with because he either would have gone in by force and quashed Hamas or he would have negotiated some some deal uh, or he would have found ways to supply local people on the ground um, or he would be backing Israel even harder or Hamas just never would have tried this because they, you know, <laughs> would respect the fact that someone like Reagan was a strong leader that would not tolerate any kind of this behavior. I mean, this is a weakness, and, and, and they're exploiting and, it. All, right. This is as well, soon as absolutely. Biden came into office, this beacon shot out to all the tyrants and the terror cells around the world. This is your chance. This is the opportunity that you've been waiting for because you've got a weak, incompetent leader running the United States, which is usually the ones enforcing peace through strength. That's normally historically our responsibility and our role in geopolitics. So this is like right. a window that opened up a small four year period of time where all, all the people in Hamas, Taliban 2.0, ISIS, they knew this is our time to strike. And well, yeah. it's sad, and but that's Reagan would never even be in this situation to begin well, with. That's, no, and neither would Trump. We had yeah, four yep. years. We it, it, the Trump administration, the four years was bookended. Of, you know, Russia went into Crimea when Obama was a president. Remember Obama's red line in Syria? We had four years of peace. What did Trump do? He took out Iran's number one dude, Soleimani. Did they declare war on the United States? No. They backed the bleep up. Okay. They took some steps away from the U.S. Right. And this is and one of the reasons why directly this this happened, this attack on Israel, we are now possibly going into World War Three because Iran is about two seconds away from a nuke. And there's a reason why they wanted that. OK, they're calling it. You know, they, they have declared. I think I talked about it a few nights ago when I saw Newt Gingrich's speech at AEI on the fifth anniversary of 9-11. Ahmadinejad was proudly saying our goal is to write white little Satan and big Satan off the map. And that's why it's absolutely a terrorist sympathizing move for the U.S. government. And, and by the way, this Hezbollah guy coming out and saying U.S. is behind this attack and they should be doing a ceasefire. He made this statement, I believe, after Joe Biden has just asked. He just asked Netanyahu for a pause. And Netanyahu was like, no, dude, no pause, because they have declared that their goal is to destroy the state of Israel. And a pause is only going to give them the ability to regroup and rearm and kill more Jews. And that has got to be the intention of the Biden administration, or they wouldn't have been asking for the pause. And even despite all that, the Hezbollah leader is still blaming the U.S. and still saying U.S. is going to pay the price because there is no amount of appeasement that is going to satisfy them. Their goal, these people live to destroy Western civilization. And meanwhile, meanwhile, by the way, the Republican Party, T Tim Young tweeted out the Republican Party wouldn't even censure Rashida Tlaib. Anybody who thinks that they're going to impeach Biden is crazy. And then I see today that Rashida Tlaib has done a ceasefire video um, that features genocidal anti-Israel chants, totally pro-Hamas, and actually accuses Joe Biden of supporting genocide in Gaza. We have a terrorist sitting on the U.S. Congress, and the Republican Party, 22 of them, refused to vote to censure her. I'm scared.
for the first time in my life as an American, I'm scared from a national security standpoint within the United States. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Democrats are always guilty of what they accuse the Republican Party of. And they're always guilty of what the Republicans accuse them of. Did that make sense? (laughs) Uh, Case in point. Right now, we've got a former president of the United States having been indicted because he dared to question the outcome of an election. And not only is that a constitutional right to question the, not just question the outcome, but to petition the government, he was right in doing so. So he's being persecuted and prosecuted for a truthful assessment of what happened with the election. Oh, AK, there's no evidence of election fraud. Well, how about this? According to Gateway Pundit, new video emerges of CNN accidentally catching a woman allegedly stuffing several ballot box into a drop box in Cleveland during a live segment on the 2020 election. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to wonder, Kinetic- how often does this really happen too? like outside of the just this is just one story, one reported yeah. incident. You know, people think right. just because there's not just because they can't see the evidence of it right in front of them, it's not happening. But that's not true. That's a logical fallacy. Just because you don't know about it doesn't mean it's not happening. And that's the whole point, to do it without the voters noticing, right? That's the whole point of trying to undermine an election. (laughs) You not noticing. Yeah, (laughs) and there were so many different ways in which the 2020 election was, you know, if you believe, I'm just going to say it this way, if you believe that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama, more votes in history, more votes than Barack Obama, you're insane. Or you're you're on the DeSantis influencing, non-influencing team in which you're equally insane. There was not that many people that hated Trump in 2020 to go and vote for Joe Biden. It didn't happen. Were there Republicans that stayed home and should have gone to vote? Absolutely. Absolutely. But what really happened was a, a confluence. It was a perfect storm. It was the FBI and the DOJ and their covering up of Hunter Biden. It was the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. And I feel like if I'm sounding repetitive, you're just going to have to put up with it because there may be new listeners who don't know the truth. There was the Pennsylvania Supreme Court that rewrote election laws. That's unconstitutional. It's illegal. Electioneering and and stealing an election doesn't have to be through mallet, mail ballot stuffing. Mail, mailbox drop-off stuffing. But l- let's just talk about the absentee ballots in which in a variety in all the contested states, we had, like in the state of Arizona, we had fraudulent absentee ballots counted that far exceeded Joe Biden's uh, margin of victory. And now we have, during a live segment on CNN, we have, uh, talk about a self-own. Right. This should be just be this should just be a part of. Uh, it, it. Well, I'm sure it will be stories like this will be a part of uh, Donald Trump's defense. Um, but uh, uh, and then we've got 
uh, a ballot stuffing. We actually have. So let's say you don't you you still don't want to buy when you see this video of the CNN. Um, he's doing a story and then uh, behind him, a, a video plays of, of somebody stuffing the ballot uh, mail mail in Dropbox. But let's say you don't believe that, okay, it's still not the, the defenses or the excuses. It's not why it's not enough to overturn the election, right? It's just a few. Well, then you got to go over here to Connecticut where a Connecticut judge overturned a Democrat mayoral election results because of ballot stuffing. He says the volume of ballots so mishandled is such that it calls the result of the primary election into serious doubt and leaves the court unable to determine the legitimate result of the primaries. He wrote, the videos are shocking to the court and should be shocking to all parties. Have you heard this on any legacy media anywhere? Sesame? I haven't, and I don't think I ever will. I expect that they will bury this story right next to uh, all the other buried stories. It's got to be a long list of stuff that never even makes it to the headlines. And that's why it's so interesting when we actually get to see these stories. And I'm thankful that Gateway Pundit put this out because Lord knows there's a target on their back for doing actual journalism in today's age of propaganda and deception. Right. Well, the CNN story was Gateway Pundit. This story out of Connecticut... NBC Montana. Oh, really? Local NBC. affiliate. Not not MSNBC, not NBC Nightly News, but at least a local NBC affiliate reported on the story. Wow. Oh, but Sesame Broccolini and AK, just because this happened in a mayoral race, this couldn't happen on a presidential race. Really? Let me remind everybody what Gateway Pundit reported on it out of Michigan. There was an outfit that was tied to the Democrat Party and Joe Biden that had operations in 20 states, including all of the contested states in 2020, that were having that were using thousands and thousands and thousands of fraudulent absentee ballots. So, yes, absolutely, this could and did happen in the 2020 presidential election. It's one of the reasons why I'm so I'm so uh, that Ron DeSantis is so odious to me and his entire team, because if you want to say that you were better, the better person to deal with these issues because you're a better manager and you handle these things better or whatever, then make your argument. But don't tell me that this election was fair and square. And that the therefore Trump deserves to be persecuted and prosecuted through the courts. Then you're not my guy. And you never will be. That's just how it is. And I don't care how tall you are. I don't care how short you are. I don't care what anybody's saying about your boots. Your boots aren't meant for walking into the Oval Office for me. If you're going to deny, if you either don't believe this happened and you're, you're an idiot or you know this happened, and you're just denying it happened for your own political a- a- aspirations and, and, and uh, desires. You're odious to me. At this point, our elections are so rigged, I don't know if they're ever going to be legitimate again. I have been suspicious for a long time that uh, long before Ron McDaniels and the RNC took in $400 million to, quote, stop the steal and didn't spend a dime of it on the 2020 election fraud. And when we had the January 2021 Senate runoff elections in Georgia, they were off on a, on a vacation on an island somewhere. Happy to let the Democrats take the majority of the Senate. So I have been thinking for a long time that the bo- both parties have been working together 
in, in different ways to say, okay, we'll let you have this one here and that one there. Um, if not directly, indirectly, because the Republican Party wants to be in the minority. They ultimately agree in many, many respects, the majority of the establishment GOP in many ways agrees with the agenda of the Democrats. They just can't be honest about it. And I believe that's what's going on uh, with them. Any thoughts, Sesame Broccolini? Yeah. And look, it's it's just very frustrating, too, to see this coming from someone when we talk about DeSantis, who was so, at least at first, so on board with the MAGA brand that he caught Trump's attention and even got an, an endorsement. And now it just feels like he's turning on his he's turning on the base. He's turning on the whole movement. It's not just about a squabble with Trump. And mm-hmm. the bootgate thing is just another example of the fact that he can't see the forest for the trees because it's not about the fact that he literally is wearing boots. It's about the fact that he's not likable. It's about the fact that he can't go get over this feud with Donald Trump. It's about the fact that his influencers are waging a war online of information. Um, and it's about the fact that he just is not... He doesn't have his finger on the pulse of, of, of really the party. People thought he would be the next rising star of the GOP, but I just don't see it. And I don't know how he's going to how he's going to move forward, because it seems like he's burning every single bridge that he once built. And at yeah. least with the people that are going to carry the next wave of the of the conservative movement. I mean, you know, the, the next Reaganites, right? Um, the descendants of the original Make America Great Again movement. So. Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate to see that. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I I hope that more Republicans will turn out this time. I know it's hard to believe in this election system. It's hard to trust in it because it's incredibly flawed and it's run by people who are flawed and oftentimes biased and operating without oversight. But we need overwhelming turnout in this next election. You can't take it away if it's a blowout. So seriously, we need to be voting in record numbers. Vote early, vote where you can, ballot harvest where we can. And I hope Ron McDaniel is going to be, you know, mobilizing people. And I hope that's already happening um, because I'm not happy with her track record. And I'd like to see us actually win one um, with her at the helm because I don't know. I just I have to assume that they're not really interested in winning if they don't have a ground game going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing is if you if, if they can play second fiddle. They can keep, you know, keep rallying the donors that it's it's almost like, I, I don't know, maybe Republicans don't like to lose, but it's start it's starting to feel like that because they can mm-hmm. always cry for help and ask for more money. And I guess there's just a human issue here with having an incentive to not solve problems because you might put yourself out of work, which is so cynical. And it just shows you how power hungry most of these uniparty establishment types are even in the Republican Party. And we certainly saw that with this House Speaker situation, right? What a litmus test Mm -hmm. that was for where your fealty really lies um, and where Mm -hmm. your bread is really buttered by the establishment or by the constituents you're supposed to be representing, who by and large want MAGA doctrine and MAGA candidates Mm -hmm. and certainly a MAGA speaker. Yeah, Right. I mean, you cannot convince me that the majority of people, this is one of the reasons why I don't believe that that Biden won. Uh, first of all, uh, all the examples I've given. Second of all, uh, the fact that the the you know seventy five million people don't recognize that we've got a border problem and we've got you know um, uh, an economic problem and all the all the all the reasons why they voted for Trump. Then you have all the successes he had. 
Suddenly the American people, and they voted for Trump in spite of the mean tweets. They voted for him in spite of this, that we're all there. So why are they going to suddenly hate him? Uh, Did he make some mistakes with COVID? Yeah, but that wasn't a reason why he would lose because he did what most people wanted. I mean, I was an outlier that I didn't want the lockdowns. I was an outlier when it came to every aspect of COVID. He what he reflected what the majority of the people wanted, including DeSantis, who was praising Fauci and on board with all the lockdowns and everything in March of 2020. Um, you know, um, so I, I don't believe that the American people are like, you know what, I'm sick of this economic growth here. I'm sick of making good money. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hate the fact I want to pay more money with, in taxes even without a Republican Party. Yeah, that he, you know, he's secured the border. I mean, what a schmuck. I hate that. I mean, let's go with let's go with this creepy guy who sniffs little kids hairs. You know, I mean, I, I just know it does. If it does. And in the words of the great Judge Judy. If it doesn't make sense, it's not true. So I and so, you know, he is the incumbent right now. Do I think that he's perfect? Absolutely not. But I absolutely think that what needs to happen right now, given the fact that we don't have a ground game, I think uh, given the fact that DeSantis is getting no growth, he he obviously wants Trump to to be uh, convicted so that he can step in in his little high heel. It's clear to me that the the it's not the heels that are high. Inside the boots, they've put lifts. So when he's walking, it's like he's walking in a pair of heels is what's been done. But enough about the boots. Um, anybody that is cheering for a former president to be locked up in jail when he's done nothing wrong so that he can step in is no better to me than Castro. That's how I feel about it. And if you support DeSantis, that's fine. You can email me. Tell me where I'm wrong. AndreaKShow.com. Got a good news story coming out of Virginia to share with you guys when we come back. So don't go away. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Uh, earlier, I was reporting on something happening in Virginia that was not good. I think it was with Bob Walters last hour. If you missed any part of last hour's show, Bob Walters gave some reports of some stuff happening in schools nobody's reporting on. So if you missed it or you want to make sure other people hear it, don't forget our podcast. Feel free to download it. Um, let me see if I've got a couple emails I can quickly find because I've been promising y'all that I was going to read out some emails and then I have, um, I don't want to forget to do that. Let me read out. Um, oh, Frankie. <laughs> he says, that's hilarious. Remember the the booty patrol story we did? <laughs> 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 of course, Frankie, my my boy out of, out of Louisiana, uh, thought that was funny. Um, Al, uh, Alice Moe says, did you hear? Said I wasn't, but I did. She listened to Jesse Kelly. Mayor Adams, you know, Fancy Dan, had scheduled a meeting at the White House to beg for money for their illegal aliens. Had to cancel, go back to his sanctuary city. His biggest fundraiser uh, had the FBI raid her home. Ha, ha, ha. Maybe the chickens are coming home to roost. Rhinos voted to not censure the flabby-lipped waste of flesh. <laughs> Takesha Baldy Talipa. We want names. (laughs) Students walk off of past witchy itch. Secretary of State's class 
for not supporting Israel, had to leave on her broom out the back way, <laughs> waiting for news on a crashed broom somewhere. <laughs> Mo, you're killing me. Ha ha ha. Just in case you hadn't heard, please say hi to your broccoli, bud. Those boots are looking uglier with each pick. <laughs> Mo, thank you for this email. I forgot about Eric Adams. Have you been following that story, Sesame? Only a little bit. I know him and a couple other mayors, Karen Bass out of Los Angeles, and then Brandon Johnson from from uh, Chicago, who uh, is somehow more radical than Lori Lightfoot. But yeah, it was five mayors, also Denver and Houston, I believe. They all went to Biden yeah. with some letter and they said we need, you know, was it 1.4 billion? No, I think they've already gotten 1.4 billion for food and shelter, but they're asking for even more money. Um, but New York City is going to be paying for this for years, all with taxpayer dollars, of course, by the way. Yes, um, I think he was raided because let me see if I can find see if I bothered. To, um, this was a fundraiser. Yeah, it was his. His um, fundraiser or somebody he's tied to had some. Let me see if I can find it here quickly for you guys. Um, hmm. And you're saying it's a fundraiser, not a fun razor? Uh, no, it's a. <laughs> oh, shoot. I thought I I thought I had. Uh, I thought I had uh, saved the story to refer to you guys. So this person that he's associated with. Um, basically has been fundraising for him and it involves foreign nations, which is illegal. So her office was raided by the FBI. So um, Eric Adams might be, he might be in some deep doo-doo. So we'll have to see on that. Um, and why would that be happening to, you know, a loudmouth Dem? Uh, could be because he's been critical of the Biden administration over the open border. Remember what happened when Matt Taibbi, who is a reporter and is not a particularly conservative dude, was given <laughs> the files from uh, the Twitter files from Elon Musk. And he talked about all the vote, the uh, First Amendment uh, suppression that was going on out there. And while he was before committee, uh, the FBI raided his home. So I think that's what's going on with Eric Adams. But here's a good story. Out of Loudoun County, Virginia, dozens of students at Woodgrove High School staged a big walk out of the school on Wednesday in protest of the Loudoun County School Board's uh, policy, which allows transgender and non-binary students to use the bathrooms and locker rooms of their choice. Which, by the way, uh, wh where has Glenn Youngkin been? I think I was about two weeks into his reign as governor in Virginia, and I was calling him out, and I had... Uh, uh, Republican people telling me, oh, no, you know, you're wrong. He's not really squishy. Um, suppressing a sneeze. I think at the time he had he had gone and, and went to a luncheon with some Muslim group there in Virginia that had, had ties to the Islamic Society of North America, which was an unindicted co-conspirator in the Holy Land Foundation trial. And I was like, something's up with this dude. He's not the conservative you people think he is. And sure enough, um, look, when you run to be governor on a campaign of protecting students, particularly when it comes to CRT and this transgender stuff, why do we still have in Loudoun County a policy where biological males can go into a, a bathroom and a locker room where young girls are undressed? Hat tip to these students. 
for staging this walkout. They should have been walking out and chanting, uh, well, he can't run for re-election, apparently. Youngkin can't. He's he's uh, termed out. But um, good for these students for doing what more of the adults uh, should be doing. Any thoughts on that, Sesame Broccolini? Yeah, I uh, well, I just don't like this theme of seeing Republicans that sound good and talk a big game during the election season. And then once they're in mm-hmm. office, they get very complacent. Maybe they're mm-hmm. not as conservative as they acted out, you know, or, or m- sold themselves to be. And it's uh, it's unfortunate. So I don't know. I think you're onto something, though, because Youngkin hasn't really governed particularly conservatively since he's actually been no. elected. Um, and I remember no. watching that race and it was coming down to the wire and he did side with the parents and, and at least pretended to represent them. And that was absolutely what put him over the finish line. So it's almost like a betrayal. Yep to all of the families and parents that thought things were actually going to change on the ground, especially with all of this forced trans stuff that's being imposed upon kids. Um, But good for these kids for taking some activism Mm -hmm. into their own hands and being engaged citizens and trying to move the needle. I mean, good for you. This kind of stuff works. So, you know, it's nice to see a generation of kids actually standing up and standing up to Mm -hmm. the adults who are forcing this on them. Yeah, Um, good for them. I'd like to see, uh, you know, some some football players at some of these schools, some big beefy dudes at about 640, about 230 pounds in the locker room, uh, standing guard and telling any biological male, don't 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 think you can be coming in here, Stand out, <laughs> standing outside the door. That's what I'd like to see. Some linebackers lined up to protect some of these girls. All right. So that's a nominee for Hero of the Week for me. Some of these young kids. We're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show. You guys have a hero of the week or stink of the week. Email me, andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. I don't even have a hero yet. Oh, yeah. Or a stink. My hero's got to be Mike Johnson. Yeah, fair enough. He's, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> He's kicking butt. I love him. Mm-hmm. How many minutes? Because I'm fading. Uh, I'm in pain. Here. Five tops. Oh, he's been buried already. Wow. Who? Matthew Perry. Wow. Um, That's quick. But yeah, uh, five five minutes tops. Okay, good. Okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show, final segment of tonight's Andrea Kay Show. It's time to do a Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Um, hmm, Stink of the Week, there's so much stink. Um, the Stink of the Week, I don't know, is it, is it Rashida Tlaib for being a terrorist? Or in while well, as a U.S. Congresswoman, or is the stink of the week that she's allowed to stay in Congress? We couldn't even the Republican Party wouldn't even censure her, let alone demand that she leave office. Okay, think about all the Republicans over the years that have resigned and left office. Um, remember, there was the Republican who supposedly tapped somebody's foot in a bathroom stall somewhere. For that, he resigned from office, and we literally have a terrorist. She is a terrorist. She's a terrorist sympathizer. That makes her a terrorist to me, sitting on the uh, uh, on in Congress. 
the United States of America and the Republican Party wouldn't censure her. That's got to be my stink of the week. What's your stink? I think it's going to be Anthony Fauci uh, for this lab run in Montana, whatever he was doing with this, you know, coronavirus or bad experimentation and the gain of function research. It's definitely going to be Fauci um, because he's just the gift that keeps on giving the, the 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 rabbit hole of corruption just keeps getting deeper and deeper and the plot keeps thickening. So it's Anthony Fauci for me. All right. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, let's talk hero. Hero. Hmm. I think, I don't know. I, it's hard to say. I'm going to go with the border officials in Texas. It's going to be more than one hero. My heroes, the ones who are putting up the shipping containers right now. Um, because the Biden administration sent in people to cut and or lift the razor wire with uh, forklifts so that oh, yeah. <laughs> illegal immigrants could sneak into the country. So while the Biden administration's aiding and abetting that, um, we had some brave officials who were putting shipping containers along the river on the other side of the Rio Grande. So those are my heroes because they're on the front lines of this. Uh, it looks on it feels like an invasion. We've got young men, ho- thousands of them waving flags of foreign countries, sometimes planting them on Texas soil. This is an actual conquest. Um, so yes. thank you to everyone in Texas and these border states that's actually fighting back on the front lines, because I just can't mm-hmm. believe what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so few heroes right now uh, in, in the country. Uh, I, I would have to say I was thinking my hero might be uh, uh, Speaker Johnson because he basically looked the left in the eye and said, you know, uh, and I played the clip of it last night. You know, I went to Joe Biden and I went to the peeps over here and I said, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pass the Israel aid. Uh, it's going to be standalone and we're going to pay for taking money from the IRS. This is the way it's going to go down. Deal with it. Um, But I got to thinking about and I know people may not think it was heroic what Andy Biggs and the other eight did um, in. But they, you know, that truly was a, a courageous act because in a town in which I mean, they're in, they put their entire careers on the line and you don't know what it's like to be a public person like that and be so excoriated all day long by not just your fellow countrymen when you're trying to do something from a place of principles and integrity and you're literally trying to do something good for the country and you're being attacked not just from your your the citizens but people in their own party i mean the night before johnson got voted in marjorie taylor green was demanding an apology on behalf of Kevin McCarthy. That's so I I think there's a lot of people that don't recognize the courage that it took for them to do that, to stand up against the swamp. Think, you know, uh, like they did. um, And they had to, and when they did the vote, they had to stand with the Democrats in order to make their case and to pull the trigger on the vote. I, I actually think in this day and age of such cowardice, that was an act of true courage. Do you agree? Or am I overstating? Oh, absolutely. And it's just such a beautiful start to a new chapter of anti-establishment, mm-hmm. conservative activism. No more sitting around on the sidelines and looking at each other wide-eyed like, now that we have the gavel, what do we do? It's, we're using our power and we're actually uh, letting letting democracy run its course and we're going to represent our constituents. This is the dawn of a new day for the conservative movement in America. I'm very mm-hmm. excited about it all, honestly. Mm-hmm. This is exciting. Yeah. My uh, runner up for stink of the week is that we have to once again turn our clocks, spring forward, fall back. 
Um, so we have to move our clocks back on uh, Sunday. And I just it, it, it and I get why this initially started many years ago for a variety of reasons. It had to do with train schedules. It also had to do with, you know, kids going to school. They didn't want them to have to go to school in the dark kind of business. It's manipulative. Keep the clocks on one time schedule. I like daylight savings. There's even an article out right now that why doctors say you shouldn't turn your clocks back and that states uh, and 29 states are considering locking the clock. That's what needs to happen because you, it messes up your sleep rhythms. Am I just being a baby here and a brat? Mm, we're getting there. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing around. I agree. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sesame Broccolini. You carried me over the finish line tonight because I'm, I'm just I'm just war slap out and feeling it. My, my mouth and my jaw is feeling it. Thank you to the guests. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you, Bob Walters. And we'll see you. Be safe this weekend. Don't forget to turn your clocks back. We'll see you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.